I'm Tyler, pterodactyl kicker dinnering. I'm Connery, last of my breed, Hanson. <laughs> I'm Nicola Allen Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Allen. <laughs> the airplane velociraptor, Hogan. <laughs> and this is The Franchise, a podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Sometimes we talk about lava battles against old friends. Sometimes we talk about... <laughs> An old archaeologist tricked to go back to his worst nightmares <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't like Google who these people are, I guess. Right? No research at all. <laughs> it was like 2001, I guess. I, well, he does say he loves the he likes the abacus and he hates technology, so it kind of makes sense. But I don't know. It's true. Google yeah, this guy just... doesn't have a lawyer or an attorney. Like he wrote a book, you know. Like I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> he he <laughs> just doesn't look. <laughs> We're having Jurassic Park three today. They're Which, smarter uh, than primates. <laughs> oh, you're right. He does say that. We're covering Jurassic Park 3, what I personally consider to be a little underrated. Uh, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Sam Neill returns as Dr. Alan Grant. And mm-hmm. boy, do I love that. Uh, and we are joined back. She was on our Paranormal Activity 3 episode, I guess yes. like a year ago at this point. Yeah. She's Paranormal. back. Yay. Nicolette Hogan. Burr, 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 burr. So excited to be back. <laughs> I'm excited that you're here and yeah. uh, that someone wants to talk about Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we talk about the movie, you got to do our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> Thank you, Connery. <laughs> um, just any new media that we've been consuming uh, or just anything going on in our personal lives that we want to share. Yeah. Hopefully not more physical ailments like we did on the first Jurassic Park episode. Yeah, Connery, what's no new with you? More. No more. Um, what's new with me? Well, I'll st- I'll leave with the first off. This happened, uh, I think, a week or two ago now, but uh, my cousin, Will Klein of Mortal Kleinbat fame, got married to his uh, beautiful wife, Faith. Yay! And, yeah, very special. I did a reading at the wedding and just had, just had a really, really fun time. It was a beautiful, wonderful day. Did you uh, read the opening crawl of Mortal Kombat to him? Yes, I was. <laughs> I gave him the whole opening thing, and I is, listed is every there kind even an of like crawl. You just got to give the no. speech of like Raiden at the end. Yeah, I was like, the fate of billions rests upon you. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> I'm so glad you remember that. <laughs> of course, it was the best part. But uh, no, like I did think it was funny because um, at first during they we did like a seven blessings kind of reading, and over the course of uh, that happening. A song was playing, and at first I didn't recognize what it was. And my sister Grayson, past an uh, impending guest, like elbows me. She's like, "Do you know what that song is?" I'm like, "Uh," and it was like the Kingdom Hearts main menu theme song, like I was like, "Oh my god, it's the Kingdom Hearts song!" Which which makes sense for me and the Kleins, like entire history together. Kingdom Hearts is a very big deal for us. And you were dressed as Sora. Yeah, and I, I was, of course, dressed as Sora. <laughs> you said a I, giant anime wig on. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. My, one of my favorite bits is uh, me and Chris both thinking the other is Riku, which I deeply enjoyed when we talked about that briefly at one point. He was, he was like, you're Riku. I was like, what are you talking about? You're Riku. Which, which is, one's goofy, though? Uh, I don't think any of us are goofy. We were oh. both just, I think we both just think the other one's an edgelord, so that's the thing. <laughs> But anyway, so other than that, the media I have been consuming is uh, I went back and started rewatching The Venture Brothers because I wanted to get ingest some like funny pulp action to my life. Nice. 
And, you know, it has some aged humor, I'll say. Some some not-so-good things. But then there are some really great things to help balance it out. So it it's uh, it ages like moldy cheese? Yeah, it ages like moldy cheese. You know, they throw around, like, gay as in the slang for lame at the time. Oh. And then... Uh, you know, they throw on the R word a lot too, so it's a lot, a lot of that. Especially at the point where I'm at, where I'm like, eh, "Yep, people weren't quite aware of what how mean those things were yet." I guess. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, loving that show when it was on. So uh, maybe I shouldn't rewatch it just so that I have the memory. Of I mean, there's some really funny bits. It. Like the the funny yeah. parts are the ones that they're not like resorting to like that trash level, and like when they kind of rise to like the actual good bits. Yeah, especially the the two like side characters of like the monarch's henchmen. I always yes. like those guys a lot. <laughs> we are twenty one and twenty four. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show, Nicolette? No, I did not. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was on Adult Swim, I think, and it's yeah. it's basically like a parody of uh, Johnny Quest, Johnny Quest, and uh-huh. a bunch of like old like adventure cartoons and stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't know more a lot more violent. <laughs> <laughs> It's like hyper violent and then like deranged, like if everything about it was like twisted. Oh, <laughs> where nice. have you been uh where are you watching that? Uh, I've been watching it on HBO now. Where they have the whole series. So I was like, that's some great. And uh I guess that's what's new with me. HBO now or HBO Max? Sorry, HBO Max. I oh. there were like three iterations before. Yeah, that's why I'm I was like, Oh, is HBO now still around? Because no. I know there's HBO <laughs> Go and then HBO Now and they oh were like God. existing at the same time. No, HBO Now's still there. You can go to like the oh, section wow. in HBO Max and it's there still. It's so <laughs> oh weird. My God. I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> you can that's... HBO go to HBO now. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. I don't but, know what what's the difference. Yeah, I don't right. know. Maybe it's a worse format. Who knows? Tyler, <laughs> what's new with you? Uh, new with me? Oh, I just want to say congratulations to past and impending guest Will Klein and impending guest Faith Bouchard. Klein? But yeah, she took she took Klein, so she is Faith Klein now. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. However, she prefers. She does Faith Klein. <laughs> Congrats to you both and to the Kingdom Hearts family. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's new with me? I just finished uh, Metal Gear Solid Five for PS4. Mm. I got it when it was on sale at some point for like four dollars, and it ended up being like eighty hours of gameplay. <laughs> uh, it took a <laughs> really long time, and it kind of just ends suddenly at the uh, at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Not everything's resolved, but I did immediately want to just like keep playing it. Like I was just really like it's like an open world for people who don't know about Metal Gear Solid. It's like this really long running franchise from uh, Hideo Kojima. He just did that Death Stranding game, too, that came out a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. But Metal Gear Solid, you're basically this... um, It's a stealth game, first and foremost. Uh, You're a spy kind of named solid snake i'm trying to describe how i'm, I'm enjoying so you like trying to explain the to plot of metal it. gear solid so. <laughs> the franchise is so like deep reaching and like so complex and convoluted um, but in this way in this movie <laughs> in this movie uh they feel like a movie sometimes this game yep. you play as uh venom snake who is uh somebody else <laughs> it's basically a prequel to the original metal gear solid uh but um yeah you you are basically leading a bunch of mercenaries to get vengeance against people who blew up your base uh and you're also trying to stop like world-ending events there's basically no way i can explain the plot of this of this game or this franchise no. so i give up but give up. uh it's open world largely stealth um and a really fun element of this game in particular is you 
uh, get to Fulton things, which basically is this like military device. It's just like a uh, parachute, except or it's like a balloon that you can put on anything, up to the point where you level up and you can like put it on a tank, and it just goes <laughs> flying in the air. Um, so that was always just a lot of fun. Like something I like the most about this game is basically like it rewards you for not killing all the enemies. Mm. Um, you can knock them out, and then if you Fulton them and they just go flying, <laughs> they just look so weird because they're just like hanging down. And then it just, like, waits for a second, then go, wah! So you just, like, <laughs> see bodies careening into the air. Um, and they can join your team, basically, if you do that. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like, a kind of a complex morality system that I liked a lot. Yeah. But uh, How's Quiet? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like Quiet <laughs> as a character, but that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and her arc and everything I enjoyed. But, mm. um. Yeah, so that's on PS4, if you all want. It's definitely worth it when it's on sale. Or just, uh, I don't even know how to recommend diving into the Metal Gear uh, franchise, but I did just borrow a uh, PS3 from past and pending guest Jose Ibarra so I could play all the other Metal Gear Solids. So mm -hmm. I'll probably report back and try to, at some point, explain the <laughs> franchise. Uh, I'll get out, like, the conspiracy board. <laughs> yeah, you see... Uh, Master Miller is actually Liquid Ocelot. Oh, man. How's Big Boss? Yeah, that's something fun about this game. <laughs> if anyone's interested at all, everyone has fun names like Big <laughs> Boss and The Boss and The Fear and The End and, I don't know, just a bunch of stuff. Diamond like Dogs. Yeah, you get to hear the Diamond Dogs. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'll report back in the coming months. Nice. For my 90s slash early 2000s dinosaur <laughs> media report, I watched... The uh, Disney movie Dinosaur, mm. CG uh, one that came out in like 2001. Yeah, I remember that. Have either of you seen this? Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen it, no. Oh, it's weird. Um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find out what year it came out. 2000. Yeah, it came out 2000. in 2000. Uh, I have a long history with this movie. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I do too. <laughs> Okay, we need to discuss it then. Because uh, Jurassic Park 3 came out in 2001. So Dinosaur came out first. Mm. And this was around the time I was like seven, eight. And I was like really excited for dinosaur content. I was really into Jurassic Park, but I hadn't seen one in theaters yet because I was too young. And I was re remember reading in the newspaper. <laughs> not on the internet. but With your cup of joe. Newspaper. Yeah, when I was eight years old. Um <laughs> Or, or my mom was telling me that she saw in the newspaper that's like, oh, there's this Disney movie called Dinosaur coming out. And it's just about, like, dinosaurs, like, living. And I really... <laughs> it, the article made a point to say that the dinosaurs don't talk. Ugh. And I was really happy about that. I'm like, oh, I just want a whole movie of dinosaurs just, like, existing in, like, prehistoric times. And, like, you follow a narrative without dialogue because they're animals you know then i went to go see the movie and they talked and i remember being disappointed <laughs> as an eight-year-old because i was like a weird dinosaur nerd and i'm oh, like they're talking i just want to see them <laughs> uh, like an, i wanted to see like a nature film did did some weird actor play the main dinosaur like i'm trying to remember and there was a monkey too wasn't there yeah there's a lot of yeah. uh lemurs i think mm. or he, was he raised by lemurs yeah he was raised by lemurs he's <laughs> a pat so dumb <laughs> He's an apatosaurus that's uh, raised by lemurs. <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first ten minutes are great because it's literally just showing like, oh, his he was uh, what's his name? 
I don't even remember because everybody has names. I just honestly tuned out whenever they started talking. <laughs> <laughs> Aladar. How could I forget Aladar? Of course. It, it just shows him the tongue. as an egg that like goes rolling down the river and everything and then ends up on this island. And then there's a bunch of meteors and stuff like that that <laughs> blow up a bunch of the dinosaurs. And then the story starts. But the first 10 minutes, it's just is basically like a little travelogue, no dialogue, uh, just showing a bunch of dinosaurs. I'm like, this is really nice. <laughs> um, and then everyone starts talking like 20 minutes in. And there's like, it's like weirdly a little horny too at points. And... There's plenty of fart jokes, and it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird movie. That does sound odd, yeah. Fart I do, jokes. I, I do enjoy a fart joke, but it's just, like, basically. Yeah. I don't know. It just becomes, like, really <laughs> cheesy. And they're like, we got to stick together. I have to learn how to lead. And I have to audibly, like, do exp uh, exposition this whole time. But, yeah. Connery, what was your history with this? Pretty much the same as yours. Um, I remember seeing in theaters and being really disappointed as a child and being like, this is nothing like I thought it would be. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be? I thought it'd be about a cool dinosaur walking around trying to survive like the meteorite apocalypse. And I don't know. I don't have much memory of the movie, but I remember being really weirded out. And then I went to the ride in, Orla in Orlando, Florida, and I thought that was an even weirder experience. <laughs> I definitely want to go on that ride. It's super weird. <laughs> I remember it scared Grayson and my mom to death. They're like, this is like a surrealist nightmare. I remember what they said when they went off of it. What's surreal about it? Uh, everything. It's like a it's like a dinosaur having a nightmare and you're on the ride. Wow. <laughs> so that's what you, whatever you think it is, a dinosaur's nightmare. That's what it is. A reverse Dr. Alan Grant, you could say? Yeah, a reverse Dr. Alan Grant where he's imagining like people running through his brain and... Allosauruses or ever are trying to eat you. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'll save that for a different time. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think largely this movie was a disappointment. <laughs> it made money, but it's just like I don't. I just really didn't enjoy it. The parts I liked the most is when the uh, the Carnotaurs. They're like T Rex like, but they have horns and they're red. Oh, I thought um, those called Allosauruses. Carnotaurs. That's cool. That's cooler. Yeah, they are like. You know, the antagonists, they're just always hunting for the pack to eat them. Mm. And they have no lines whatsoever. Um, uh. So I'm like, oh, I like it. I like it when these guys show up. I'm like, oh, uh, I guess I just don't like that. Like, I just can't uh, adjust to what this movie is, you know? Yeah, because they're the real dinosaurs. They're the ones that are like, we don't need a personality to be menacing. <laughs> yeah. So that's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you can watch it if you'd like. One last little history I have with it is past and pending guest Cameron Takeda, uh used to have um, dinosaur like dinosaur branded oatmeal in his pantry when this movie when this movie came out with that dinosaur's weird human face. <laughs> it has like dinosaur eggs in it. Ew! Like as like little sugar pieces or something. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> Did you think it was real dinosaur eggs? I thought they put like a plastic egg in it or something like a toy like you find at the bottom of like the oatmeal or something. It was like, here's a yeah. plastic egg or something with Play-Doh <laughs> inside or something gross. Yeah, they put a bunch of choking hazards in the... <laughs> <laughs> that seems very early 2000s, 90s to do. Um, and then it sat in there for like a few years. And then like when we were like 13 or 14, we'd like joke about it. How he still had the dinosaur oatmeal, <laughs> and he ended up keeping it. Like he made a point to hold on to it for like <laughs> I don't know, like fifteen years at least. Wow! <laughs> so it was just still in the pantry because I would just. So it's like it was just like a long running sight gag. 
<laughs> you just Whenever come over, open over. the pantry, and just like, it's still there, good. <laughs> yeah, and we thought it was hilarious, and it's just like one of those things that is really, like, probably not that funny, but it's just, it's just it's pretty funny. So, yeah. I think he eventually had to throw it away. I'll have to follow up, or he'll hear this episode and be like, I don't know, I threw it away. He'll send us a, he'll send us a picture, maybe, or something, who knows. <laughs> yep. Anyways, that's my what's new. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five on PS4, Dinosaur. Uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> Nicolette, what's new with you? You've been watching anything good or bad? <laughs> or um, bad? I mean, I f- I finally saw Top Gun Maverick. I'm sure you guys already talked about it, but Ooh, yeah, we, know, actually we actually haven't, haven't. and we what? should right now because we keep yeah. forgetting to because we're mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, oh, for sure they already talked about it like three no. times or something. No, we no, just no. Keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, really, truly. <laughs> I saw it in IMAX and it was amazing and it's definitely oh, yeah. my favorite theater experience of the year like I can't remember yeah. the last time it felt like such a collective thing like there was collective laughs collective happiness like mm-hmm. it was it was so much fun I loved it I was surprised at how much I loved it honestly same i went there with like dirt expectations i was like this is gonna be a dumb movie it's gonna be bad and then i was like on the edge of my seat the whole time i was laughing i was there with everybody and i was like oh my god this is so intense we gotta do it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we saw an imax too and it was def- like whenever there was a jet flying which was most of the movie <laughs> uh my seat was just shaking <laughs> and i'm like this is awesome like the audio is so, so good mm-hmm. um and then, yeah, like, all the jokes and stuff, they're very, like, uh, kind of, like, cheesy softball jokes, but, like, it works fitting the, like, it fits, I think it's more important that it fits the tone of the movie, and it mm-hmm. just is, like, oh, like, literally everybody will like this joke, and that's something I really appreciate, because it's, like, it's really just trying to be a giant blockbuster movie, like, it doesn't need to be, like, edgy or, like, too smart or whatever. Yeah, which it's I, just, like... We're a family, and we fly together, and we're going to go on this really intense mission. And you can't think. You just got to act. You just got to fly. The Fast and Furious family of the sky. <laughs> Truly. Who would win a fight, Maverick or Vin? That's that's really tough to answer, actually. <laughs> there's, like, no... Like, there's that whole thing with, like, Hobbs and Shaw, where, like, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson and... Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? The British guy. Uh... uh <laughs> I forget. Jason yeah. Statham? <laughs> yes, thank yes. you. Jason <laughs> I was going to say Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is in England in Ted Lasso, but he's not British. Yes. Um, they had like a, like they had to figure out in their contract how many punches they could like blow on like land on each other. That's I think so it was dumb. Them. I think it was those two. Oh, that wow. sounds right. So I just imagine with Vin Diesel, who like you know the new Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> replaced their longtime director or he quit wow um, so i don't know what happened there but uh i imagine vin diesel's probably pretty hard to work with on the fast and furious movies mm-hmm. and then tom cruise is on the other side and insane <laughs> he you know he was like the main producer for this and everything so he basically mm-hmm. had control of everything so yeah basically i don't want to see them fight i think it would just stress me out a lot <laughs> I, think so too. I remember watching maverick and being like you know, Tom Cruise is a weird little man, but boy, howdy, can he act. <laughs> and sprint. And sprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's running. Yeah, even though this whole movie is about uh, flying, he still gets a sprinting scene in, in the snow, and it's it's a good scene. Yes. 
God, there's so many good parts in that movie. Yeah, what are really? some of your favorite parts, Nicola? And we could just talk about it like a little in detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really loved, you know, all the flying stuff, of course. For I actually rewatched the first Top Gun before I mm-hmm. saw it, and I was kind of I felt kind of lost with the flying stuff because I was like, oh, like what? Like who are we following? And this, yeah, in this one, it felt like I could follow it more. It was just so much better shot and everything, and. And then the IMAX, of course, switching to that IMAX full screen ratio. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then I also really enjoyed the score because it like it like banked off of the original, but also made it its own. And it was really well done. I loved it. Yeah, there's like a lot so. of scenes that just are so influenced from the first movie, especially like the first scene where it's just like starting up the movie. And mm-hmm. then they're all all the young pilots are singing great balls of fire and then yeah. tom cruise is just sad outside <laughs> it's like really traumatic like it was almost a little goofy to me at first him imagining this really long like flashback and then you just see him through the window i'm like oh my god this guy is like really messed up actually and i feel bad for him mm-hmm. um really... but yeah i don't know i think it's yeah it's a really great legacy sequel yeah it really is mm-hmm We'll probably bring it up somewhat when we talk about Jurassic World. <laughs> really? Why? I don't know. Just comparing it. Okay. <laughs> that's actually that's a good idea comparing legacy leaks. I watched Jurassic World uh, last night, and I was so angry watching. It. I was like, "How come this couldn't have been Maverick? Like, this is just so bad." <laughs> How come these dinosaurs weren't in planes? Like, what? <laughs> a T Rex in a jet. <laughs> This Mosasaurus should be flying an X-Wing. What? <laughs> All right, Play well. the theme, John Williams. <laughs> yeah. Well, highly recommend Top Gun Maverick if you haven't seen it yet. Um, this is coming out a couple weeks after from when we're recording, so I think it'll still be in theaters, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's sure. It won't, it won't be in IMAX anymore, though, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Sonic 2 is still out, too. Who knows? <laughs> Perhaps at a look cinemas near you. Yeah. <laughs> and then also real quick, last night I actually went to a special screening of Cha Cha Real Smooth. Oh, what is that? I've heard the name, but so it's just like a like a drama coming of age kind of story. And it was like it won the grand jury prize at Sundance this year. So that was like okay. how I first heard about it. And the the writer director and star of the movie was there last night and he he's like really young which kind of like makes me jealous because like look at you all young and making like amazing movies already because he was the the writer director of shit house i don't know if you guys saw that movie no no No. okay but yeah cha-cha real smooth was like totally my type of movie it comes out june 17th and i think it'll also drop in apple tv plus that same date and mm. yeah it's it's like my favorite movie of the year now oh wow okay yeah nice. I, it's, out. it's totally just like my type of story like i love and the acting was all amazing dakota johnson's in it leslie mann oh. and yeah the chemistry is really great with everybody the soundtrack is amazing and the story is just like relatable and yeah i loved it well. <laughs> Well, we're big fans of Coda Johnson here, so that's good. Oh, yeah. you're going to love her in that movie. Like, she is, <laughs> I think it's my favorite of hers now. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Legitimate fans of Dakota Johnson and also 
Go listen to our Fifty Shades episodes, everybody. We did those. <laughs> everybody <laughs> loves it, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Think about like young filmmakers and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson directed his first movie when he was like 26. Mm. Um, but then also I'm like, eh, everybody will inevitably like fuck up one movie at some point, and I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> got him. I didn't like this one. <laughs> I didn't like this. It's like one. the long con. <laughs> You'll send that letter to their house and you'll wreck them for life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, I need to check out this movie. Is Shit House good? Uh, I didn't see that one, sadly, but oh, I okay. heard amazing things. So it's mm. definitely on my list. Still on that description, it sounds like it could be a Harmony Korean movie still. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll have to check these out. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's, oh, you said it's, uh, you already said it's in theaters. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just doing my due diligence as June someone 17. who forgets everything. Yay! Thank you. Nice. Uh, anything else? What's new? Uh, just been working. Uh, I've been getting a lot of background work on that show Miracle Workers. I don't know if you guys oh, cool. know that Ooh. show. Yes. Yeah. So just being right. around Daniel Radcliffe and discovering that he's really <laughs> nice in person has just been like, Aww. made me so happy. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. He's... I was just going to say, he's just so sweet. Like, I was really genuinely shocked at how nice he was. Um, yeah. <laughs> the boy who lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boy who lived and was nice. And with the boy who lived, come to love. <laughs> um, that's really cool. He seems like the kind of guy that would be laid back because he's just like, yeah, I don't know. I was in these crazy movies as a kid, and now I'm, like, probably super rich and trying to figure out what to do with, like... Yeah, I, I like, what like do it's... I do with my free time now? I'm 28 years old. What's left? <laughs> yeah. I can imagine Elijah Wood is similar. Never met either of them. But uh, I was watching The Lost City the other day uh, uh-huh. with Lily. And like we both liked Daniel Radcliffe in that movie quite a bit. So. Yeah. So much fun. Recommend that. And I don't know. Swiss Army Man. Everyone should <laughs> yes. watch Swiss Army Man always. Uh, absolutely. And you know, watch <laughs> Horns, too. I liked that one. <laughs> and... uh. The play version of Ekius that happened 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, there's another one. Um, Guns Akimbo, also yeah, really fun. Say, I was say, what I, just list every single movie he's in. <laughs> he's really good in Guns Akimbo. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's what's new with us. Do you know what else is new? A claw slash across the screen. Ugh. Enter a Jurassic Park. Velociraptor hand. Three. <laughs> Velociraptor bursts his head out of the screen. 3D. <laughs> no. Oh, I was <laughs> like, was it like a 3 <laughs> <laughs> 3D. Jurassic Park 3D. Yeah. Like Jaws 3D. <laughs> Something I really appreciate about this movie right off the bat is there's the Amblin Entertainment logo with like the T Rex like stomping water effect. Oh, yeah. I just right. love whenever any like uh, production logo has influence from whatever franchise is going on. Mm. Like uh, Warner Brothers, The Matrix, it's green. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the power of the Matrix. <laughs> what were your uh, responses to this movie? I think I'll cushion it this way. Mm. Nicolette, do you want to go first? All right. So for me, I'm totally in the camp that loves this movie because yeah. this is actually the Jurassic Park that I grew up watching a lot. Um, mm. Growing up, we didn't have like a lot like a big movie collection like how I do now we had like you know Disney VHS and like Lord of the Rings VHS 
and then Jurassic Park 3 VHS. That was like, I honestly can't remember if Jurassic Park 3 is the one I saw first. Like, I don't even remember. But I know it's the one like, oh, whenever me and my brother were in the mood to watch dinosaurs, it was Jurassic Park 3. We'd pop it in. So, mm. yeah. So I definitely have like some nostalgia for it. Um, I do love that Alan came back, of course. And then I do like the idea of like it being like a rescue mission, rescuing this, you know, kid. And, and yeah, it's cool to see the, I really like the, oh my gosh, can't think of what they're called. Ah. Spinosaur? No, the... Pterodactyl. Thank you, pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> the pterodactyl sequence. I love that sequence so much. Yeah, yeah that, that part's really cool. Really great, yeah. yeah. And then I had a little crush on Billy, for sure. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Even though he stole, he stole the eggs? I know, but... He's he a bad boy. He redeemed himself <laughs> in the end. Yeah, does he... Does he die? I don't even remember. No, he, no, he survives, right? Yeah. You think yeah. he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the um, random man says, is this guy with you? And he's like on a stretcher, yeah. like, hi, Alan. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I saved your hat. <laughs> yeah. I, <saved> <laughs> I love that Sam Neill's like, please don't die. Then I'll be stuck with the tourists. Yeah. <laughs> he just like has so much contempt for most people. And I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Last Connie, what's, what's your history with this? Uh, my history with this is I feel like they've yet to be on the show, but they really should be. I think uh, I was talking to my buddy Andy Gonzalez at uh, Will's wedding, and he was saying he wants to be on our, what's it called, um, Good, Bad, and the Ugly series, Man with No Name kind of thing. So I was, like, I was like, we got to get Andy on for that. But the point is, my longtime family friends, the Gonzalez's, I feel like every time me and Grayson would go over there to hang out, we'd either be watching Willy Wonka or Jurassic Park 3. There would be no real in-between. It'd be one of those two things playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the background. So, like, I feel like I almost got sick of this movie, where I was like, it was just always oh. on, almost. Where I was like, I know pretty much beat for beat exactly what's going to happen. And it all kind of rushed back to me after, like, years later when I just never watched it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I know every single thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> for some reason, I thought you'd never seen it. Oh, no, this is the one I've seen the most, I think, of any of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And what do you think about it? Uh, I think it's okay. Like, I, you know what? It's not my favorite, but I do think it, it earns its chops. It's way better than Lost World, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Lost World, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, two. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the most confusing name. I know. Truly. And I really hate that, like, because I have a... When I put like my digital library in alphabetical order, it's like the Lost mm. World is off by itself, and then Jurassic Park <laughs> and Jurassic Park Three are next to each other, and it always pisses me off. Like <laughs> that is that frustrating. <laughs> put a label on it, yeah. Just JP Two. Jurassic Park Two. I'm cheating. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's interesting. Like I said, like I'm angry that Spinosaurus beats the T Rex, but uh. I got a slight bit of revenge for that in a symbolic revenge in Jurassic World, which I thought was kind of funny, which we'll talk about next week. But oh, excited mm-hmm. to hear it! Yeah, um. but um, yeah, I still like it as a villain. It's still scary and it's big and it's mean, and I like that as a cell phone in its tummy that rings when it goes by. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. Yeah, it's just like I actually have that. I was just going to say, I actually have that as a ringtone for, like, one of my friends when they text me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's... <laughs> that's some real, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just like that a lot because uh, I, I think this movie deserves more people watching it and enjoying it. And even but Sam Neill said it recently. He did. In yes. an article on Screen Rant. I will say one of the big bummers is I'm sad that uh, Ellie ends up with some like random suit nerd guy to start a family, not like some other paleontologist or something. I'm like, you're better than this, Ellie. He's just some weird suit that works at a bank. Yeah. Well, she's also probably only like 27 at this point. So Yeah. <laughs> She still has plenty of time to. Yeah, she can but. divorce him. <laughs> I do. I, I kind of like that they're divorced or like they weren't. Uh, they never they got didn't married. End up yeah, yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. Like, I do, I like them as a couple, but it's kind of the. I mean, they do that with Force Awakens, where like Han and Leia aren't together anymore, really, mm-hmm. or they're like separated, uh, or just strained. Because it's like, I could see how the situation of Jurassic Park would definitely bring them together, but then eventually Sam Neill would be too like thorns, too prickly to like, yeah, be like content she, with. I don't know. She, like, she doesn't want to be, like, the friendly barrier for him forever to be like, oh, this is Sam. Oh, he's fun. Sam, how can we can't just, like, one person? He's like, shut up, dinosaurs. And, like, he learns how to like kids in the first movie, but I feel like mm-hmm. he still probably is a person that, like, doesn't want kids. <laughs> but It's the dinosaur man! <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when uh, Dominion comes out. But, yeah. <laughs> or I guess at this point it's already out. <laughs> he still hates kids. <laughs> We're behind. Woohoo! Um, yeah, Nicola, you've seen this movie in particular a lot. Um, what's your history with like the whole franchise? Um, Is it so, mostly this one, or? Yeah, it's mostly this one. Um, for sure. Like when I saw Jurassic Park, I obviously switched to watching that one <laughs> the most. Yeah. Uh, the Lost World is definitely one I've seen the least. Uh, I agree. Like it's the weakest one. I like rewatched it recently, and I was like, I don't know what it is about this one that I just. I don't care about it. Yeah, um, it doesn't gel. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, uh, speaking back to about Ellie and Alan, for the longest time, I didn't even know they were a couple, honestly, in the <laughs> first one. I think it wasn't until, like, recently where I was like, oh, they're supposed to be a couple? Like, oh, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that movie dozens of times, and doing it for the podcast this time, I realized they're a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Like, I mean, you couldn't be blamed. They just seem like kind of like prickly friends who flirt with each other. Kind that's of. That's what I thought. Right. And yeah. then, especially with Jurassic Park three, she's you know that was the one I grew up with. And okay, she married this guy, so it's like they're just friends, and she she's there for him. I never got mm-hmm. that they were a couple. Yeah, like I thought uh, when Ian Malcolm's like, "Oh, are you and her?" Uh, and then Grant's like, He's "Yep, like, yeah." It's like I thought he was just trying to do that to like get him away from Sadler, yeah, uh, from Ellie, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I was wrong. Uh, do you, what about the the new movies? What's your opinion on those? So it's been a while since I've watched them. I was gonna watch them this week, but I'm actually yeah. one of the people that really enjoys Fallen Kingdom more Ooh, than yeah. Jurassic World. Uh, us too. Oh, Me okay. Too. <laughs> yeah. We are the rare ones. We we like Jurassic Park 3. Well, I guess <laughs> Jurassic World 2. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Fallen Kingdom one's definitely more my bag. I think it's more, I can't remember, like for sure, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen them, but I think it was more just like the filming style because I love that director. Yeah, J.A. Bayona, yeah. Mm-hmm the house scene the climax or whatever i remember it yes. being like really creepy like okay this is creepy mm-hmm. like dinosaurs and creepy should always be <laughs> together yeah. mm-hmm. 
the Dino Horror House. It's great. That whole yeah. sequence is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For any uh, detractors out there, uh, just stay, st- stay listening. Stay listening. <laughs> They I do listen think th- to podcasts to be told different opinions. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do think there's plenty of like silly things in Fallen Kingdom, but I still love all of it. And I mean, uh, hey, two hundred thousand for a Velociraptor <laughs> or a Triceratops, that's that's <laughs> budget money, baby. <laughs> Twenty bucks for a T Rex. Uh we'll talk about it. And uh, you know, I just I've been watching I'm like halfway through Jurassic World and I think my opinion may be a little changed from hmm. what I thought it was. And I'll keep it ominous like that. Okay, <laughs> good. But I guess it's my turn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my personal history with this movie, close to Nicolette's in some way. I guess I, I grew up with the first Jurassic Park because my aunt and uncle, who are 10 years older than me, like introduced us to Jurassic Park, I guess, because they were really into it because they were true 90s kids because they <laughs> were born in the 80s. <laughs> so they had this like when they were like in their early teens and stuff like that. So watched Jurassic Park a lot. Uh, I think we already talked about this on on that episode with, with my sister Nicole at my grandma's house. We just watched it on VHS over and over and over again. Um, Lost World, don't really didn't watch it too much. Why am I talking about this? We already talked about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> my point is Jurassic Park three I had on VHS, and I did like it a lot, but I don't remember really hearing much about it. I, I definitely liked it more then people talked about it if that makes sense yeah. it definitely disappeared like it yeah. a lot like it came out and then i feel like it vanished with people be like, like oh that was okay fell through the cracks in a lot of ways mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i've always had a really soft spot for joe johnston the director of this movie <laughs> i love jumanji as a kid too he made jumanji oh, yep. that's another one i've seen a million times <laughs> yeah he did uh october Captain- sky Oh, there we go. October mm. Sky. Yeah. I was going to say he did uh, later on Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, October Sky, which I saw a couple years ago, um, I which I do movie. like quite a bit. I love that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like The Wolfman, too. I, I get to oh. see that. Oh, you know what? Because uh, uh, Jurassic... Okay, so here we go. Here it is. The three for me. Jumanji, Jurassic Park 3, and then Hidalgo. I remember loving oh, Hidalgo when it came out. You would out. like Hidalgo. That makes so <laughs> much sense. I need I need to watch Hidalgo again because I remember loving it. Because it was like right after Lord of the Rings and Viggo Mortensen. And I'm like, he's cool. And he's riding a horse. And it's like, I don't really know what that movie's even about. But I remember liking it a lot. <laughs> Running away from the giant like wall of sand during that one scene in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. And Connery, this is for you. He Ooh. directed the live action sequences of the Page Master. Oh, hell yeah. Really? That's so <laughs> yeah. Good. I love the Page Master. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like one of my favorite directors because he's made a lot of stuff that people love, but people don't really know, I think even at this point, who he is. You know? Yeah. He's just kind of like more low key than than Spielberg for sure, but just a lot of, you know. He did How did some... you know I like the Page Master? <laughs> How did I know that? Yeah. I feel like just randomly one day you're like, oh, I love the Page Master. It just came <laughs> up in conversation. I'm like, Probably. yeah, this is a very Connery movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did VF- or visual effects for uh, like the original Star Wars, like 77 Star Wars, the original trilogy, uh, Indiana Jones. And then he would become like a producer on stuff like Willow until he would do his directorial debut, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. Which I need to make just a quick correction from the last episode because I said that Dean Cundy, the cinematographer for the first movie, couldn't do Lost World because he was shooting this Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but the the dates didn't line up. Instead, Mm. he directed the fourth one. (laughs) 
Sorry. I realize in hindsight, I probably don't need to cr- make a correction because this is too like specific anyways. But yeah. I'm like, oh, the fourth one, honey, I blew up the baby or something. What is it? <laughs> I think yeah. That's, I, th- I think that's the, sec- the third one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, We're going to have to hit that franchise sometime. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Hold on here. Got to make sure I'm right on this. Yeah, this is so pivotal. This is really important. Because <laughs> it's extra confused. Okay, here we go. He directed Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves in 1997. Oh, which I like is that one. The <laughs> third one. And to make it even more confusing, he shot Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Oh, no, no, that's, that's the name of that. The Honey, I Shrunk. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> it's one of the most confusing title naming of like. At least for me. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. There we go. At Disneyland. Oh, Y'all seen okay. that? He shot yes. that. No. So it's just mm-hmm. extra confusing. You, you never went? No, I never saw oh, that. Oh, okay. Darn. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It was, was along... It was like smell-o-vision theater kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It was at the theater in Tomorrowland until they brought Captain EO back. And then they put Captain EO away. And then I think it was Honey, I Shrunk the Audience for a little bit. And then now it's just like a Star Wars clip trailer thing. Ah. <laughs> um, put Captain EO away where he belongs. But yeah, anyways, I'm getting really granular now. We should just talk about Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, besides the logo in the beginning and the three-claw slash, very early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, I like how the uh, parasailing company is called Dinosaur. Oh, that's funny, yeah. Oh, that's good. nice. I didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> very important to point out any pun that's going on. Um, how do we all feel about like the, the overall story of this? Connor, you wanna? you have any comments sure. on the plot? Yeah, I can lead off. You know, at first, because I kind of forgot a lot of stuff. You know, it, it's been years, and then I start, and then you remember everything as it's happening. But I totally blanked that the guy isn't a rich person; like he is just kind of like a Joe nobody <laughs> who, who kind of lies. Oh, yeah. And so I did like that reveal where he was like, "Oh, I'm not rich." Because the first time I noticed, I'm like, "Another fucking rich person wants to go to Jurassic Park, of course." <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh he's like oh i'm i'm not rich like there's this thing as kirby corp and and we're just trying to find our son which it feels a lot more like intimate in that sense and i like that a lot that they're literally just like trying to get their kid back and they're just like regular people which i thought was really good yeah and uh yeah despite my feelings of the spinosaurus killing the t-rex which hurt my heart every single time where i'm like that would (laughs) never happen (laughs) but you know he's like it's like he's scary and then like you know, I, I, what's to say about the plot? They they find the kid, and then, like, they're escaping the island the entire time and running into different dinosaurs. My alternate nickname was Tyler Paint and Tile Plus Dennering. Nice. <laughs> I had Poop Phone as, as my alternate. <laughs> Just Poop Phone. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, something I appreciate a lot is that this is just a short, short mm. film. It's 90 minutes long, if even. It really is. Like, it goes by so fast, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember looking at my TV and be like, oh, this is actually, this is really fast. Like, it's really good pacing to it, where it's not, it doesn't definitely doesn't overstay its welcome, which is really, really good. Like, I feel like yeah. Lost World way overstayed its welcome. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Just the, the way Joe Johnson shot this movie and everything, too. Like, it feels like there's a person there making the film, if that <laughs> makes any sense. No, that makes sense. Like, it feels more inspired than The Lost World, even though Spielberg made that movie. Like, it, this feels like very homage to Spielberg-style filmmaking that, like, I feel like somehow pulls that off better than The Lost World. <laughs> yeah. I always noticed, like, I always thought it was crazy. Oh, what's the mom's character's name? Do you guys remember the mom's uh, name? Uh, no, I never wrote it down. Played <laughs> by Tia Leone. Amanda, Mrs. Kirby, whatever. But yeah. uh, 
Do you guys remember the part in the plane when they're getting attacked and then Nash gets eaten and that drop of blood from Nash falls on Mrs. Kirby's cheek and she has it the rest of the movie? Like, it's it's so oh. insane to me. Like, that's always she just... Does? Yeah, like, it's so crazy. It's God. just on her cheek, on her left cheek, and it's just there throughout the whole movie until the water stuff. But yeah, that's always just, like, amazed me. I'm like, dang, like, they really left it there. And I'm amazed that she didn't, like, brush it off right away. Like, I would have been like, (laughs) get it off. The stains of her dead boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Something I really, a line that I didn't realize until this time, like, that I really liked, and I don't even know if it was supposed to be this funny, but she's, like, not, like, uh, William H. Macy's character, Paul, thinks that she's upset about her boyfriend dying. And she's like, oh, no, I, I'm not upset about that. I'm upset about finding our son, which I'm like, is really condensed dialogue where it's just like, here's the theme of the movie. But it's just really funny that she's like screaming at the skeleton. But she's like, eh, I don't really care about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, her eh. son, like, like skeletons okay. are scary. My person I cared about for like a, a year or two. Nah, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a oh I was gonna say I really want to talk about um the velociraptors in this the the whole crux of this movie almost that velociraptors are smarter than primates and how nice and how scary and smart they are yes and I like their little feathers on their head yeah I did like that too I remember liking that a lot as a kid because I was again way too weird about dinosaurs I'm like dinosaurs should have way more feathers and they, they, I just really hope they have feathers in the new one and then they did have a, a few feathers and I was like so excited. <laughs> And how amped are you for Dominion with that full bird raptor, that Dakota raptor? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was a Utah raptor. Oh, Utah raptor. You're right. Yeah. I don't know if I am. You are. It's a Utah raptor. You're right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said velociraptors are smarter than dolphins or whales, smarter than primates. Primates. And Alan gives that really weird speech to that crowd, and they're just thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of scenes that should be cheesy, and I guess if you're cynical, they are. Like that scene where he's just like, any questions? Any questions about not Jurassic Park or the San Diego incident, which I did was not there for. Which <laughs> I did not witness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's really funny. And then they still ask him about Jurassic Park, don't they? Yeah, it must be so annoying. Like, he really is like an academic guy, and people yeah. just constantly pester him about Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That's part of what I love so much about his character is that he's he's the guy that's just like, this is all a bad idea. It's cool seeing these dinosaurs, but like we really shouldn't have done this, and I kind of hate it, and I really don't ever want to go see it again. And then yeah. he has to go see it uh, again in this, and then in <laughs> Dominion like, yep, again. Still sucks. <laughs> Turns out it's still a bad idea to do this. Oh, yeah. So I did want to make sure. So there's two islands, right? The island for the first movie, and then the island yeah. for these last two movies right yes and so the island for these last two movies was that where they were like like making them like i was confused about that yeah so this is isla sorna um where they built or also called site b where (laughs) they grew the dinosaurs so i guess Mm -hmm. the island new new blar is just like the showcase that's where the actual park is okay so they grew them and had them like you know run around for a year to get like their animal behaviors in, and then they would transfer them to the park. Uh, okay, yeah. which Crazy. I also didn't really put together until this time because <laughs> I'm like it's all the same island, right? But I thought it was too. I literally thought the third one for a while was like the remnants of Jurassic Park, and I was like, oh no, it's not. <laughs> 
But yeah. Isla Nublar, not to be confused with Isla Nubar, which is the tiki bar at Universal Studios Hollywood <laughs> next to the Jurassic mm. Park ride. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I do like that this uh, movie takes place on Isla, uh, Isla Sorna because it's just even more dilapidated than the last time. So it just is, is mm. feel, has this kind of like haunted house feeling. Yeah. I was almost kind of bummed out we didn't get go back to the original park because like, I feel like the original park by now would be pretty dilapidated anyway, and it would be oh. like a more haunted house spooky. But yeah, I guess you're right. That makes more sense. Yeah, but you know, it's it's definitely like the remnants of like the outposts and like the what's called science building. So it does feel kind of like abandoned mad science laboratory kind of vibe. So then, do we think um, that there's more dinosaurs at Site B then? I think so. Yeah, because it's like the yeah. breeding grounds. Okay. I was curious, like, what about the park itself? Because that still has dinosaurs in it, too. Like, they both do. Did the dinosaurs there figure out to eat a bunch of tofu to <laughs> oh. solve their lysine deficiency? I mean, if the other ones did it, I don't see why not. <laughs> they, just eat, they just eat souvenir popcorn and ice cream until they figured it out. I mean, it's cool that the... The little boy just happens to be like a dinosaur lover because I'm sure if I got <laughs> stranded on that island, I wouldn't last as long as he did. I'd be spiraling for sure, and he has like yeah. smoke and like bombs that little and dino piss and <laughs> and like that little comet where they say, "Aren't the the bigger dinosaurs in the middle of the island?" And like the kid knows, mm-hmm. like, no, you know. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, the kid is basically like a little. Uh... He reminds me of Robin Williams' character in Jumanji because he's wearing yes. like a oh, bunch yeah. of leaves at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, he's like full like spec ops jungle boy. <laughs> yeah. And I really like that he legitimately like is really into Grant's work. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I always thought Malcolm was a little dramatic and always talking about <laughs> chaos. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like, like he is. Grant's my guy. Sorry. <laughs> Love Jeff Goldblum, but. In college, you like. What's his name? Um, Alan Grant. But then you are not not college. Um, who what what who is Jeff Goldblum? In college, like Jeff Goldblum's guy. Then you grow up and you like Alan Grant's work. <laughs> He's just ahead yeah. of the curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're not partying anymore with Dr. Ian Malcolm. Exactly, uh, Ian Malcolm. Thank you. <laughs> is it the first time we see the Raptors? Is when they're in the that like base area? I believe so. Yeah, I think so because that's that was always a great like. There's a lot of iconic imagery in this in this movie, which was mm-hmm. I, was try- I was trying to articulate earlier. Like I always like I totally forgot just because I haven't seen this movie in so long. But when uh, Tia Leone's looking through all the uh, vials, basically mm-hmm. of like fetuses and everything. And then there's just the whole ass Velociraptor head in there, <laughs> just staring yeah. at her. Uh-huh. And, and if you just like th- think about it for a second, it's like, oh, that doesn't make a sense. Make any sense? It's got to be a dinosaur behind it. But it's just mm-hmm. the visual works where it's just like, oh, it's like a pickled head or something. Like that's what she's <laughs> thinking. Mm-hmm. It does an effective job at doing a lot of scary things in this movie. Yeah. Totally. It really replicates that like theme park, dilapidated theme park feel, which I like even more than a theme park feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to go to Russia or whatever and get into all those uh, yeah. scary theme parks that used to be and now aren't. In Japan. and Oh, yeah. Japan has all the really creepy ones. Yeah. I also love the part when I think it's her and Billy are trapped behind the door and the raptor's like, oh, I can't get you. So it looks up and uh-huh. it's like, oh, I'll climb up. And it's like, damn, those <laughs> things are really smart. Yeah, it's that almost like slowly way it like tilts his head up and it's like, oh, and yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We don't like this. <laughs> it's like, stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Creepy. But I, 
I especially like that the Velociraptors aren't there just like killing everybody, kind of like they do in Lost World. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just after the eggs, and then once they have the eggs, they kind of just run off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. God, it makes them feel more lifelike, I guess, and not just monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, so I I really enjoyed that, and I like how angry Alan is. He's like, they we would have had such an easier time if you didn't steal those goddamn eggs. <laughs> yeah, he's really. He's, he he straight up says like oh you're just as bad as Ingen but or worse or something yeah, or worse. yeah. <laughs> just I mean, as bad as the people who made this place mm-hmm. that's a that's the kind of line that I'm like yeah there's a reason why him and Laura Dern aren't together he's just, <laughs> he's just, I think he's just too mean sometimes yeah he's got a little bit of a prickly heart to him and the the sound effects for the Raptors are amazing oh, oh yes, yeah every time mm-hmm. it's like he she's calling for help when she's like stuck in the uh, the fence, basically the door, the mm-hmm. chain link door. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really like like this is a ninety minute movie, and yet it can still touch on like some sub themes of like PTSD from being on an island of dinosaurs, and it's been your whole <laughs> life's research, and your research is actualized into reality, and you hate it. <laughs> like it's something yeah. that you should love and be obsessed with, but it's actually just a nightmare, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like when um uh is it Billy? He's uh he's playing into the 3d printed <laughs> velociraptor thing mm-hmm. and like uh sam neil's like wigging out a little bit like he's like yeah, he's like uh because <laughs> he's heard it before yeah definitely doesn't like it yeah and then uh the whole velociraptor talking to him in the airplane oh yeah alan alan <laughs> alan <laughs> give me one sec niles wants to go outside okay <laughs> yeah he really thought something important was going on out there maybe he saw a Gallimimus running by. Ah, oh, Gallimimus. Now that dinosaurs rule the earth. <laughs> it's their dominion after all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, oh, what I was going to bring up is the scene when he meets the Kirby's, talks to the Kirby's in that dive bar. Right. Mr. Kirby says he's into imports, exports, like blah, blah, blah. It's like the least believable story. And as a kid, I didn't really put it together. But the fact that they're just like meeting in some dive bar and like just drinking a couple beers, like it's not a nice business proposal, you know? (laughs) If you're trying to get someone to go to a dinosaur island, you'd think that you'd take them, you'd like wine them and dine them. But it's like, oh, this is a first indication that they have like no money. But I guess Mm -hmm. Grant is just not good with people. So he just can't even like when's the last time he was even in a bar i guess i don't know yeah yeah it just doesn't register he's like he's like oh nice place <laughs> no one ever invites me to bars but and then uh and then kirby's like pitching to him to go on the island before he even like gives him his beer i'm like well, dude like let him have a sip at least <laughs> like this is happening too fast <laughs> right so i think it's really implausible that that grant goes back but i guess there is some sort of like ulterior like he and needs to go and see it again in some way. I don't know. Face don't they promise him he doesn't have to set foot on the island, though? Like, they're just doing a flyover? Yeah. Right. And so he's like, well, at least if we're not touching down, I'll do it for, like, two, three million dollars or something. <laughs> and, of course, there's uh, dorky weapons tech people in this, which... <laughs> Always. <laughs> which I like. Um, the main guy, like, they're mercenaries, but then the main guy is, like, goes with them, but he's just like, yeah, I'm just a recruiter. I'm not actually a mercenary. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay why are you here? Like, <laughs> I want to see dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, played by the late, great Michael Jeter, who I mainly know from The Fisher King, the... Uh, Robin Williams? Yes. Yeah, Robin Williams, but the Terry Gilliam movie. Yes. Uh, with Robin Williams and Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. 
He plays, uh, his character's name is just like Homeless Cabaret Singer. <laughs> he, uh, I haven't seen a lot of other things he's in, but he's incredibly uh, flamboyant in that movie. <laughs> um, he's a lot of fun. Uh, he was like an openly gay actor, but he, yeah, he passed away in 2004. But I just never, like, I didn't know who he was when I was watching this as a kid, obviously. But I don't know. His performance is very different. Like, he just had a huge, really big range. Um, if you watch like the Fisher King and then this, where he's just like, I'm just this like mercenary guy, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I just always appreciate, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, w- I always knew him from the Green Mile. Oh, who's he in that? He's like just one of the, the prisoners in the, on the Green Mile with them. He has the pet mouse. He's also in the Polar Express. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, is he one of the creepy elves? No, he he plays uh, Steven Tyler at the end. <laughs> he's he's the train conductor, guys, I think. He's like both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hot chocolate. Hot, hot. Hot chocolate. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> pretty demented, honestly. Yeah, it is pretty demented. And that's coming from me. Who loves Christmas and is demented. <laughs> and usually loves demented movies. I'm still like, no, that movie's weird. <laughs> I still like the elves, though. That's like my head canon of like what elves look like still. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. That's what like my mom's brand would be of the elves. Like, oh, yeah, they're like creepy little weird men. Like, they're not nice looking. There's like, hey, kid, what's going on? <laughs> God. Not like Bernard. No, examples. not like not like Bernard. Not nice old men. They're like creepy, weird looking immortal beings. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch that after I rewatch the Honey I Shrunk the Kids trilogy. Let us know how that goes. <laughs> um, yeah, send a video and we'll put it up on our social media. Be like, so watch Polar Express. <laughs> and you don't have to do any commentary. You can just sit there and watch it and be like, oh. <laughs> hot, hot, hot this, is, this is really like surrealist film. Nicola just like watching it with the camera pointed at her. We don't see the movie ever. It's just like light audio coming from the TV. Yeah. Um, I love the. There's just a lot of like I'm talking about like Spielberg type shots. Like there's a shot where it, the POV of Grant getting punched in the face and knocked out. Oh, like yeah. this is very Indiana Jones. It even has like there's a couple Indiana Jones punch sound effects in this too. Mm-hmm. He gets knocked out. He wakes up and everyone's out on the out on the uh, the land. And they're like, "That's a Tyrannosaurus." Like, I don't think so. It sounds bigger. And they're trying to take off in the plane. And Michael Deere's just like, "We gotta get out of here." <laughs> and then their third mercenary friend, who apparently knows the Kirby's through a church. Through <laughs> church. Oh yeah. It's, and like, uh, why are they even there? Like, he doesn't have any money to pay them, so why are they there? Uh, maybe they are. Maybe they actually are really good church buddies. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. there to destroy all the dinosaurs because <laughs> they don't the Lord, in them. the Lord makes strange bedfellows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Connie. Um, no problem. <laughs> and I just wrote down when Cooper gets eaten by the spinosaurus. Like, too bad Maverick wasn't there, eh? Because he could just take off at like a. 90 degree incline yeah the g's might kill you but you know you can do it <laughs> not if you're maverick not if you're maverick not if you're all, all five of them or whatever how many <laughs> I'm, i mean i'm literally just going through the plot now but just there's all there's just a lot of iconic gags that you expect from jurassic park like when um the plane crashes because they hit the bottom 
of uh or they hit the top of the spinosaur and their fuel breaks and they crash in the forest and the spinosaur shows up mm-hmm. like it's only tia leone that sees the dinosaur and she's like freaking out because it's like looking through the cockpit and everyone else like looks away and they're like what <laughs> and then they look back and then it's gone like i'm just like that's just that iconic <laughs> jurassic park kind of thing you see a horrifying thing and then it's gone yeah <laughs> it's so big too like how did it disappear <laughs> it's like oh they saw me let me duck <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i want the second camera angle there of like the spider like the dinosaur's like ducking out of the way somewhere <laughs> I th- like under the airplane <laughs> i think that's definitely a criticism of this movie where people are like what there's like no way that giant dinosaur snuck up on everybody like several times but <laughs> they're hunters that's kind of what they do yeah because you hear the t-rex stomping from so far away and then mm-hmm. the spinosaurus were quiet i guess because it's I, I, I buy it enough. Whatever. It's yeah, a 90 it's minute fine. movie. <laughs> That's good enough for me. I love a 90 minute film. I feel like a T-Rex presents itself when like it wants you to know it's coming. Then other times it doesn't need to let you know it's coming. It's intimidation. Yeah. yeah. It adapted. It learned how to tiptoe. Yeah. <laughs> it walks on its hands when it's doing that. <laughs> Upside down like Sebulba. Yes. Yeah, surprising <laughs> upper body strength. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the only time Sam Neill like really freaks out from like trauma is when he's almost crushed between the two logs and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> he has like an almost event horizon like moment oh truly <laughs> he sees the dark god beyond time <laughs> but I mean okay so the second movie Lo- Lost World Jurassic Park just has the T-Rexes again as velociraptors again they just focus more on the velociraptors i guess but there's not really any big bads quote unquote that we haven't seen already mm-hmm. so that's part of why i liked the yeah, spinosaurus when, so much when he rolls around it def- he definitely has a good entrance he demonstrates he's a bigger threat than the t-rex was before and you know and having a little like entrance stinger with the cell phone is just so stupid good <laughs> I, I love it so much like every time you hear it, they're like oh no he's here and yeah. you just like stand there like angry it's like they would just ring in his tummy <laughs> especially being like eight when this came out i was so excited for a new dinosaur i was like oh and it's spinosaurus egypticus i remember reading that in the newspaper too like the whole name of it so just big big nerd zone for me, basically. And back in the day when we'd have to read the newspaper about movies. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember for the longest time when we used to go va- go vacation at some uh, family friend's house, um, we would go there and like they would like read from the newspaper movie times. And there was the point where like, we just look it up on our phones now. Like, why do you guys keep doing this? They're like, oh, let me check the news for the time of the movie. My grandma would also do that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My parents did that for a long time, too. Um <laughs> And I think they still get papers, but it's because my mom likes to read the funnies on Sunday still. So. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, just like that. It was just a time when we like when information was about movies, about new films coming out was more sparse, you know, and it felt like rumors when you'd read it in a newspaper. It's like this is the only shred of information information you're getting. Like you can't read like eight different articles on the new Jurassic Park movie. It's just like, here's the one thing. Like maybe there's some early stuff on the Internet, but. So, like, when Dinosaur came out, it's like, this is what it's going to be. And then I was so bummed that it wasn't. So, it's like, if I had more information as it was coming out, I probably wouldn't be so bummed. But, you know. (laughs) Um, I think the Spinosaur sounds really scary, too. It's really effective. And the way it sneaks up on the boat 
too is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does. I really like that it's pretty amphibious and has like a whole uh, like there's a whole river sequence which we haven't seen before in these movies either. Yeah, that part's really cool. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to talk about the whole aviary sequence with the in the little bird cage with the pterodactyls? Because I like that part Absolutely. a lot, like yeah. the fog bridge and stuff. Yes, I was just gonna say it's just like so creepy because it's to me I'm not a dinosaur person. Like I don't know their names or anything. So I was like, what's in here? Like, what's going on? And it's just fog. And you're like, what's going to (laughs) happen? And so I thought that was really well done and creepy. Like I said, that creepy element. Dinosaurs and creepy. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And then just getting to see like Billy perish, like randomly parachuting throughout there. (laughs) And these (laughs) things are flying after him. Like it was random and cool. And then... You watch Point Break too many times. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know if it happened for you guys, but I feel like for a while it would always get me the scene when, like, after Billy saves the kid and he's, like, being attacked and you're kind of focusing on him in the water being attacked and then all of a sudden a pterodactyl turns its head. That would always get me because I would forget that there's a pterodactyl there. And I would just focus oh. on Billy being attacked. I don't know if you guys remember that scene that I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I remember it, yeah. He's like fro- floating down the river, basically. It's like really menacing. Yeah, that's like a really effective shot where the <laughs> uh, pterodactyl's just looking at that happening in the background. And then it kind of like, I it must, I, I think it rack focuses probably to the yeah. mm-hmm. to the foreground where the uh, pterodactyl is and just looks directly like at you yeah. and therefore at the characters. And they're like, uh, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, it's like it's saying you're next, and it's like, yeah, it's so creepy. Like I love that shot so much, and for a while, like I would always forget that it was there. So every time I'd watch it, I'd be like, oh shit. You're like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. I always think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying. I always think pterodactyls are really scary dinosaurs. To be honest, like Petrie didn't didn't do much to alleviate that fear from me <laughs> you mean petrie's scary is that what you're saying no no like, like he's not I, he's trying not to be scary but i always thought pterodactyls were really scary like there's that one with like the tiny wings and, like the gigantic head yeah. and it can still fly like i find it so unnerving like they're like one of the creepiest dinosaurs to me <laughs> yeah you think it's just uh like especially in the first two movies they're mostly just flying around being pretty benign like they're mm. not doing much but in this one it's like oh no these are also have huge beaks and will just like stab rip you your guts or, out yeah yeah they're like they're they're terrifying it's like when what's it called like the ice age like that like other giant like evil ostrich that existed for a long time <laughs> that would just like rip things it was just kill for like it cuz it felt like it and it was like yeah. that's the serial killer like dinosaur <laughs> Talking about serial killer dinosaurs, can't wait to bring that up in a later installment. Oh yes, I suppose. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, just the uh, the the whole aviary scene. Just it's, it's like so spooky and atmospheric. Like I love the atmosphere of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and it feels like Silent Hill basically, where you're just like yes. walking through fog, like pure horror, and then you see mm-hmm. this giant thing coming towards you, and you don't even like know what it is because I don't think yeah. anyone's seen a t- big pterodactyl that big in these movies yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just real spooky. And Spook. and the part before we actually see the first pterodactyl, Alan. He like picks up what is that pterodactyl poop and he like yeah. smells it, mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and then that's how he knows like oh shit this is this is a cage. 
<laughs> he loves poop so much. Like he digs around in it in the first movie. He they all dig around in his spinosaurus poop together. He's touching oh. pterodactyl poop. Yeah, in the first one, Ellie has gloves, but in this one, like he doesn't have gloves. He's just actively he's just yeah, he's digging still... in there. Mm-hmm. There's no as <laughs> there's no hesitation either. He's just like, I'm going for it. I mean, it's his job, I guess. You know, he's he's <laughs> yeah. a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. He's a bit probably zoologist, veterinarian, so he probably knows I got to dig dig my hand into that shit. I know what's in it. A phone. <laughs> a phone. <laughs> a phone. What else, guys? Uh, tricycle plots. <laughs> Which one's that? <laughs> That's what Kirby calls all of the dinosaurs. I think. Tricycle plots. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, I I I think we need to touch on the character dynamics, like the Kirby's especially. Mm-hmm. This is one of my first experiences with like a divorced family in a movie, like a mm-hmm. blockbuster movie, and like didn't watch Parent, Parent Trap. Oh, you're right. But, <laughs> I mean, this one had dinosaurs in it, so I, I guess I was yeah. more drawn to it. Uh, like parents that are divorced, and then also like s- like the smallest amount of sexuality, <laughs> where it's just like <laughs> where Kirby like turns around, he's like, "Oh, sorry," and then his like ex wife's like, "Oh, it's not like anything you've seen, haven't seen before. Like nobody's naked or anything." But I was just like, yeah. as an eight year old, I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> not really that important, but basically like. What I really want to bring up is that Alexander Payne was one of the co-writers of Jurassic Park 3, which is just, mm-hmm. like, strange oh, wow. <laughs> to I a certain even, extent. I don't even think I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Alexander Payne, who did Sideways, one of the best oh. movies of all time. Okay. <laughs> Inarguably, objectively. Yep. A truth. Uh, no Merlot in this household. Um, <laughs> but he would go, he made, you know, about Schmidt, Descendants. Um, mm-hmm. Until his inevitable demise, making downsizing. Oh no! <laughs> I guess that is the bottom where you can go. <laughs> I mean, he's making another movie. Um, I generally love his movies, so election for me. Oh yeah, election's really good. Uh, which one is that? With Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick, where she's like running for class president. Oh man, I have no idea what that even is. Oh. <laughs> It's really that good too. Fun though, uh, Matthew Broderick. That's great. Matthew Broderick plays the principal. No teacher. Oh, does... oh okay. He's oh, just here's, a teacher. Here's her teacher. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's been a while and does some unsavory things. Oh, okay. Um, much like in real life. It is currently on Prime, so you can watch it. Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> I'll give it a watch. Check out, um, yeah, check out Election on Amazon Prime, and then when you're done, Google or actually listen to our Godzilla 1998 episode. <laughs> Do oh that. yeah, then you'll, you'll learn some fun things about Matthew Broderick in that episode. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say Google Google Matthew Broderick Ireland, but just uh, listen to our Godzilla episodes. Yeah, so. where you can hear my live reaction to finding out something I never knew about Matthew Broderick <laughs> yeah, nice. that you should know too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good times. Uh, spoiler spoilers. Yeah, it's about him being an Inspector Gadget. No, just kidding. Uh. <laughs> it's him possibly paying off some inspectors instead. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, like, you cut this okay, out. Stop. <laughs> you, need to, you need to cut this out. <laughs> Before uh, we end up in a trial, a Johnny Depp-like trial. Okay, um, <laughs> just, I'm just digging a bigger and bigger hole. We're stating we need facts. To talk, we need to talk about dinosaurs. Um, is this how you make dinosaurs? No, this is how you play God. Uh-huh. Um, that whole dinosaur lab facility i liked a lot i like that whole like genetic experiment thing Mm -hmm. um it really creeps me out and i feel like especially in the lost world it's not really explored it's more about just like chase sequences and running away from dinosaurs 
True. that this really goes back to like the creationist part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mean that in the in the biblical sense, <laughs> but um, just I just love a genetic lab in movie like sci like sci fi movies. Like I like it a lot mm-hmm. in Resident Evil, uh, more so the games than the movies. Yeah, in um, Alien Resurrection, that's that part always freaked me out. Um, just about cloning and xenomorphs and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I think there's a season two episode of The Mandalorian that I like a lot that like doesn't really go into it at all, but they're at a like Palpatine cloning facility, I'm pretty Ooh. sure. Mm. I don't know. I don't just remember all... that part at all. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie just really hits on the head all of the themes of the movie. And I feel like in a very concise way, that's not too... It's on the nose, but like whatever. It's <laughs> It's still entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about how freaking what's the word durable that satellite phone is like oh yeah it's in the stomach it's in the poop it's in the water and it still works like that's amazing it slams <laughs> slams against stuff a few times too or i'm like the iphone's toast that thing is a brick <laughs> crazy that it lasted that long mm-hmm. and like it finally ends when it goes deep in the water mm-hmm. <laughs> like thank god the kirby's invested in a really good phone plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially with like the whole navy showing up. Yeah, uh, Ellie calls them. Mm-hmm. I did think about like who owns this island actually. Uh, John Hammond. Like he owns the whole. Is, so is it like a nation? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's like an uninhabited island, and he just bought it and then put InGen there, and then they're making dinosaurs. Yeah, and even if there were probably natives, they probably bought them all out and said like, "Hey, you can move here for like X amount of money." Because we're putting dinosaurs here. I don't think you want to be there for that. Yeah, I guess he did build a whole dinosaur stadium in San Diego and just left it there and just paid the taxes on <laughs> that and insurance yeah. for decades. A man <laughs> with, like, truly infinite money. Yeah. <laughs> and so, All our rich people are so boring in real life. God damn it. <laughs> I, don't give Elon Musk any ideas. <laughs> I wish he'd try to do something interesting. <laughs> he already has too many bad ones. Well, yeah, like, let him, let, look, it always fails, so let him have something horrible blow up in his face. It'll be fun. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> something will happen. I'm sure he'll invent something terrifying. Um, I do think the kid actor in this is pretty good. Like, there's so many times when kid actors are just, like, kind of annoying, and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, part of it's writing for child actors, for, like, child characters, mm-hmm. and then other parts is just casting. It's just really tough. But That's very true. Like, you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, like, there's a lot of mixed thoughts on having Leia in it. Spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. I decided that I liked Leia after episode yeah. three of Obi-Wan. Me too. I've turned around mm-hmm. on it too. Like, I didn't absolutely yeah. dislike her, but I'm like, uh, I mean, like, she's 10 years old. She's going to, like, be like this. She could yeah. be, like, way less. But just And she, I feel like she, she mellowed out a lot more in the third one where I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, and she actually is doing some smart, fun stuff. And I was like, all right, okay. I like her now. She, she was annoying. Now I like her. <laughs> yeah. But like speaking to this kid in this, it's like, yeah, they make him like be a little adult where it's just like, oh, I read your book and I know how to survive dinosaurs. But it's not mm-hmm. ridiculous where it's just like, I don't know. He's not like bow and arrowing dinosaurs and like, yeah. <laughs> Or just being like super, like I'm a mature adult kind of thing, and he's also he's just not a dorky kid. He's 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 a little dorky like preteen. Like he's like I like dinosaurs, so I read your book. I think it's really cool, and like also I'm just trying to survive on this island. <laughs> yeah, I got dinosaur pee. It's like really like kid <laughs> ideas that he's doing, which is really fun. Yeah, it's it's very like Swiss Family Robinson at that point when mm-hmm. when he rejoins the family and they're all like they're also adapting, not just the Spinosaur. 
Ooh, um, they're adapting to the dinosaur island that they're stuck on mm-hmm. with nary an ostrich to ride. <laughs> I, I learned that, you know what, every like kid in the Jurassic series I have really been like, that's that's a good like writing for a kid, or that's like good acting from the from the child actors. I was like, I always thought they did a really good job. And then I watched Jurassic World and I was like, <laughs> wow, that is some bad, bad, bad acting from everybody, huh? You gotta save it, Connery. I know, it's just it's <laughs> built up to me. I finished watching it this morning and I'm like wanting to vomit it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say maybe I liked it more this time than I did last time. Oh, good for you. Um, oh good (laughs) oh good look at you one of my favorite lines in this movie is billy 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 brennan brendan whatever billy brennan Uh, (laughs) billy burger uh he says like the reason why he stole the velociraptor eggs he's like oh i thought that egg would be worth a fortune like fund our site for another 10 years i'm like nope you haven't seen fallen kingdom yet (laughs) that'll net you probably a hundred grand four hundred dollars four hundred dollars Burger King coupons? <laughs> I'll give you a Burger King crown and six Happy Meal bucks. <laughs> Live like a king for a day. What say you? <laughs> Here's your free copy of Sneak King for Xbox 360. <laughs> it's discontinued. It's quite valuable. The real Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> the only truth stealth simulator. <laughs> I love Sneak King. Um... <laughs> I bought it from Game uh, GameStop for way too much money Good. Like ten years ago. Um, <laughs> all right, what else? <laughs> we, just, we need to uh, talk more about this movie. What else is there, though? It's it's a short film. Something I've said that I love a lot about it. Mm-hmm. If it stayed any longer, it would be too trickly with the family dynamics, and it, especially at the point where that like they get off of the island at the end, like they end up on the beach. And mm-hmm. then um, they see the guy with the microphone, and it's like the uh, long-standing, like it's the callback joke of being like, "Don't scream or whatever, because it'll attract <laughs> all the carnivores to you." Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all like, "No, don't do it!" And but even like Grant's doing it and like running after them, he <laughs> makes this face where he's just like, Ugh, like he like he's like frustrated that he's doing it, and they're all running. <laughs> it's just like we're here to rescue you, and then all the things come out of the water. <laughs> 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 It feels like very action figurey and like cartoony, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind it either. Like, it, it's the kind of pulpiness that I enjoy. It so. reminds me of a uh, when I was young. Me and my dad made a movie together with like all my action figures, mostly dinosaurs, and it was very similar to Lost World with the dinosaur with like the T Rex invading um, the city in the end. Except the T Rex won, and I believe it ate the entire city. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my initial point was, but I, I often use military men to be fodder. So Yeah, so does Jurassic it is Park. Fun. Yes, <laughs> and it is fun to have them there and be like, we're the military, we're here to help, and then they get eight. <laughs> and like speaking to like the tr- treacliness, uh, the oversweetness of parts of this movie, there's like the scene when I think Kirby's like, okay, we got to do this and then do this. Like he knows how to... Or no, they're on the boat. They're like trying to plan out the next day. It's like, we got to yeah, do this. he's being decisive. Yeah, and then like she just looks at him and is being like, I am your wife and I'm in love with you again. Like it's very <laughs> condensed where it's just like, all right, she doesn't have much of a character right there. It's just very like, <laughs> I love my ex-husband now. Like it's all too clean, you know? <laughs> I love my ex-husband now. Because but he was she, a total wiener. Yeah, she sees him in a different light now. <laughs> hmm? Like look yeah. at him. He's an adventurer. He's a hero. He, <laughs> he runs away from dinosaurs. He stabbed a velociraptor. 
my uh, hero. <laughs> and I used I used to not like William H Macy in this movie because I thought he was like too like greasy and stuff. But that's mm. you know the whole point. And he's just like so good at that. Like he's just he's given like the full like Fargo energy to this Jurassic Park movie. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything negative? that either of you have to say about this movie. I think we've all been relatively praising it. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm a little bored of Velociraptor chases, I'll say that, but yeah. I think that's just because of like the amount of movies I've Jurassic Park movies I've watched and how many Velociraptor chases are in each and each every single one. Oh, don't worry, Connery, there'll be 800 more. <laughs> I know, yeah. So I I feel like I'm almost sick of Velociraptors. Like if they didn't show up in this movie, I'd be a lot happier, I feel like, but you know, Everyone loves them. They're like this, the other. They're like the other staple of the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. So it'd be like ridiculous for me to say no Velociraptors. At least they gave them the feathers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at least that one. Color. Yeah. At least that one had a mohawk. It was fun. What right. about you guys? Negativity. I'm really trying to think of because it's just so yeah. much fun. Like I just and like yeah. I said, there's that nostalgic factor for me. Um. I mean, obviously, there's like really cheesy lines and silly just moments of dialogue and yeah like when or he calls ellie her son answers she's like go <laughs> it's go, that go to mummy go to mummy and like he's he gets distracted it's the dinosaur man yeah though you can say Connor. it's the dinosaur man <laughs> and then he gets distracted by barney the dinosaur i'm like yeah. all right that's a little too <laughs> on the nose there come on it's, it's like all a right. two-year-old kid what do you think he doesn't know what to do he's no like, i know but man. just the fact that they put the barney in in the movie as like a <laughs> Like we know this movie's about dinosaurs. I thought it was that. funny. It is funny. It's just kind of stupid. It's but. the dinosaur man. Rawr, rawr, rawr. That's another <laughs> see, that's another bit I liked. Or like that's just like a little kid who's like, I don't know this. It's the dinosaur man. It's so good. I guess we're uh close to the end here. We talked about like basically everything that happens in this movie. It's true. Yeah. It's really short and sweet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that can't be said for most modern blockbusters. <laughs> here, here. They're all like mandated to be almost two and a half hours long nowadays. Uh, um, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> some are worth it. Some just drag on and take just forever to end. Don't oh, do anything. I do wonder though at the end when we see the pterodactyls flying away, how far mm-hmm. can they get? Like they can fly for miles and miles and miles. They're one of like these birds that could just go on forever. Like seriously. They so then how come they really, don't really long time. how come they don't fly <laughs> to the rest of the world and attack I think that's chaos. the idea that I think that's the idea they're flying to the um real world and that's where the legend of Mothman came from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Mothman prophecies Richard yeah, Gere the... just sees a pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in I don't even know what state that is. North Carolina, I think. Um <laughs> No, it was in oh, shit. I used to know. I forget. West Virginia. Um, it, it, it's West Virginia. There we go. Hmm? North Virginia is not a, a state. Is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. North Virginia is not a thing. <laughs> Look, I know the difference between Isla Nubar, Nublar. I know the difference between Isla Nubar, Isla Nublar, and I, but you can't study I, the U.S. <laughs> map. <laughs> Tell me every single Star Wars planet, Tyler. Go. <laughs> Uh, Stu John. That's the only one you need to care about. It's true. <laughs> Obi Wan's home planet, Stu John. Uh, okay. Yeah. Final thoughts. I guess let's wrap it up here. Uh, sure. Connery, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. You know what? At first, I was like, 
this movie was okay. And then talking about it and looking back on it, I actually really enjoyed it. It's a movie that w- was very persistent in my life as a child. And watching it again, I had a lot of fun. You know, it's cute. It's a. Uh, it has that funness of Jurassic Park one, which I missed after watching Lost World. Uh, Spinosaurus can suck it, and that's it. Tyler, what were your last thoughts? Um, yeah, overall, I love how short it is. <laughs> that's a win for everybody, and mm-hmm. it means you can watch this movie more because you have more time in your life to watch it because it's shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can watch it four times every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little cheesy at points. There's some sets that like definitely give me big on Stranger Tides vibes where the sets <laughs> just feel like they're making a movie but i don't mind it at the same time yeah it's just you know i'm just here for the ride I'm having a good time mm. don't have much to complain about it's effectively spooky it's shot really well um the direction's great dr grant i think tells or no maybe no it's ellie ellie's on the phone when when uh grant gets to her house and mm-hmm. she's on the phone with her publisher or whatever and she's like just tell him i'm not gonna lose the jack horner quote which uh, is an inside reference because Jack Horner is like a paleontologist who is the advisor for all the Jurassic Park movies. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's cool. Much like Jack Horner mandated that his real life uh, paleontologist enemy be eaten by a T-Rex in in Lost World. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, you proved me right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my final thoughts. Uh, This movie is definitely underrated and it's a sweeping good time. Mm. A roaring good time. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> clawing. Okay, move on. Uh, yeah. Nicolette, what's your what's your final thoughts? I mean, you guys said it all. Um, <laughs> like, it's short. It's fun. It is a movie that I rewatch a lot. It's, like, become a good background movie for me. So, like, when I'm cleaning or something, <laughs> I could put that on. And, yeah, it's just fun to be around Grant again. Really? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It, it deals with a lot of fun sci-fi themes and about nature without taking itself too seriously at the same time. No. Totally. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. It's a good balance of both those things. That's our thoughts on Jurassic Park 3, the best film <laughs> of, of, of the 21st century. I'll just say it right now. It came out in 2001. The best. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nicolette, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having day. me. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug before we go? I guess just my letterbox again. Yeah. <laughs> Letterbox.com slash Nicolate underscore love. That's a good name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Connie, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You probably enjoy Starship and Paula. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast where me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice for any photo shoots I've been doing. Uh, excuse me. Uh, follow us. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not a Spinosaurus. <laughs> follow me. Uh, follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Uh, please give us five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. To help us grow the show and like and subscribe so you can get every new episode. Because I guarantee you, all of them will be amazing. Yeah. Woo-hoo. They'll be all as brisk as Jurassic Park 3. Maybe not, but they'll <laughs> be just Intelligent as, as Jurassic Park 1. <laughs> and um, as lost as Lost World. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do go on tangents. That's true. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Verka for our music. Stay tuned for Jurassic World next week. And until next time, I dare him to rest in Enid, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> dare him. <laughs> Kirby's going to go punch a bunch of pterodactyls in the Midwest. <laughs> Let's see that spinoff. Well, that's what he does in Dominion. <laughs> he needs to come back. That would be good. <laughs> he just shows up all ripped, like ripping a pterodactyl's head off. He's like his character from, uh, uh, from, uh, from Mystery Men. He's his character from Mystery Men. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen Mystery Men yet. Anyways, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>